Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio, Episode 4. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepkin. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the Rebel Guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Order now and we'll include a free guide listing three techniques you can start doing right away to hone your psychic mind. In this episode, Eric and a brand new student talk about how reincarnation works and what happens after death. Explore how people develop souls and learn why the common belief that everyone has a soul cannot be accurate in Eric's opinion. Enjoy this special episode on the afterlife. Okay, yeah, so the first thing, the memory I've told you about, I'll go over again, is <clears throat> I've had this memory <laughs> since I was, I mean, as far as I can remember, like two or three years old, and of course it was, it was probably more vivid then, but <clears throat> it's that I was talking to someone or something, almost choosing my path, almost choosing the life I want to live, and I've, I've watched... I mean, in doing my research for it, I've looked everywhere. <clears throat> I know you have such a wide background and I've seen some of the same things. I've looked at stuff with near-death experiences or what happens and you, these people from all over meet, <clears throat> you know, they meet God or whatever in the universe and it kind of shows them their life and does an overview of their life. And <clears throat> and I'm just trying to put it together. Is it something you see when you before you start, before you're born, and then you see the same thing when you're done? All right. Uh, Let me stop you there. Okay. And I know you're kind of new to what I teach. So that's right. kind of the reason why we want to record this from the very beginning. Okay. I do not believe in 99.9%. You know, that's, that's kind of a spread of a lot of the teachings that are out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of the information. Uh, it's my personal experience from doing psychic work since childhood, um, that, uh, and, and practicing my spirituality that, you know, my view is very different. Okay. But it's not incredibly far, but, but so, so I guess when, when you say to me that, you know, that you wanted to have a hard life per se as a, as a challenge or whatnot. Okay. Before you incarnated into your, your life. Okay. Right. That that is all workable in, in what I what I think and believe. But what is your current belief of what afterlife is? It's going, I guess, to a different plane. I guess it's going to a different dimension. It's the the soul leaves the body, and how do I say it? 
Like, I don't believe in any religion's kind of view of the afterlife, if that makes sense. What do you what do you believe? I mean, you're you're saying you saying you tell me what you don't believe, and I well, find this the conundrum for most people. They they right, you know. But in order for you to understand, when you say that you ask for a hard life, okay, and you were mm -hmm. incarnated, it's it's kind of important to have some understanding of what life is before you incarnate, so that why you would ask such a thing. Yeah, well, you know, and I in my research, I you know I've that we are sent here to learn lessons or sent here to grow and we're given the same lessons and they're put in our path and repeated until we learn or understand them. But it's almost as if, well, <clears throat> what I believe and, and from a lot of these videos and, and talking to people and that, you know, when you die, you're, you're brought up and, and towards this warm, loving light. And it's, it, you feel this, this this light that you've 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 done this before. This isn't the first time that it all kind of makes sense and and uh, you know then you're to this wonderful kind of place where there's deceased people and there's these things in colors and things that we can't imagine even on Earth or picture um, and that you go to this place. What happens when you're there? I don't know. Is it that you then re, re choose another life? Okay, you that's know? that's all good to know, and I think that's what a lot of people believe are in in that region. And w my question is to you: Is that if if everybody is there who who has passed, and there's people coming in and people going out, does that mean that cavemen, uh, prehistoric man, is is also there? And they've right. been there so that's, for that's always been one of my questions: Is yeah. every single person there are people there that? <laughs> Uh, well, considering the population ratio and uh, the next question is, okay, so if people incarnate and that's the way it always is, then people who are born, some don't have a soul or they, they're developing their soul and so you have a, a replenishment of new ones and then you got old ones recycling. The numbers don't work for human population. On a universal level, I suppose you can say anything because we don't know what the population is in proximity or distance to other species okay so right. so putting that let's let's back up and let me just tell you where what i teach at uh, higher balance okay so mm -hmm. i do not believe that everybody has a soul okay and that's usually a shocker for most people i believe that um it's about probably 15 percent of the population would be about you know I would say that has a soul the the rest of them and I say this jokingly are soulless okay that doesn't mean that right. they're not loving they're not caring I mean I I think my mother fits into that category I think there's a lot of people who fit in that category I think that a soul is created by reflection on who and what you are self awareness self reflection I believe that the quest or the, the question that drives us so insanely to find an answer to the universe, okay, mm -hmm. is essentially what drives us to develop a soul, a dimensional body, okay? So it's very complex, but there is what I call prana. It's everywhere, and I teach people to see it with their eyes to prove that it exists and then to condense it and, and show you guys how to kind of have a little bit of, of control over your experience with it. That is the presence of God. It's like Luke Skywalker in the Force. So in order for you to really 
benefit from something I believe throughout the, the teachings that I give that you need experiences and you need in the beginning a lot of them real quick so that you're like this is it this is absolutely the real deal and then you work on more complex stuff and you have more and more breakthroughs that are even more experiential okay okay so it really goes back to the fact that I believe that the planet is a living organism in space, okay? It doesn't have to have arms or a head like us or be bipedal. There's all sorts of living things throughout the universe, micro, macro. You could say that the planet looks like a, a micro, microscopic organism. If you zoom far off, uh, enough out from our galaxy, you would see that we're just a speck on the planet. The sun becomes a speck. You can't even see planets. So this is like a microscopic versus macro, okay? And right. I go into all that also. But to get to my point, let's just say the planet's a living organism. Organism. And if it's a living organism, it has to have a, a neural system, a mind, if you will, a consciousness. And this has always been referred to in old school, I call it, as the Akashic Records, or this, this place where we can move our minds and we can get information. And the idea is that everybody who's lived as a human being a certain intelligence level, all of their knowledge and wisdom is imparted into this Akashic Record, into this whatever. I believe that it's the Gaia mind. I believe that it's part of the living organism, just like you have a brain, and your brain communicates to your body. So if you get an infection or there's a virus in your body, there are red cells and white cells, and the white cells are like the warriors, and they they have incarnation, if you will, because they, you never catch the same cold twice. It's like they can die, but when there's new ones, they have that ancient memory somehow. Where did it come from? So it's rewritten into them in a way. So your your brain is a hub of holding data, sharing data, granting kind of levels to information to your microscopic world, okay? But they live and they die for you. When you touch something, you're, you're getting information. You're getting millions of little bits of electricity, like puzzle pieces, and when they all shoot up into your brain, it rebuilds it. And that's how you know what a structure feels like, how you can map it out in your head. Your eyes do the same thing. Your ears do the same thing with sound. It converts it into electricity so that your brain can rebuild the puzzle really fast. And this is your five senses. So everything is living and dying for you. All these cells are, are living whatever their micro life is, okay? And it's like they're surrendering their soul, their information, their life experiences, okay, to a bigger collective consciousness, which is your mind, your, your brain. So in sense, the earth has the same thing. It, it needs a neural system. So when people, what I call red cells, ironically, okay, and what I call the 15%, I call them the white cells. We're, we're, just, we're just nuts about finding the force and operating in it, doing what it wants us to do and connecting with that, okay? We're white cells in the body of this organism, if you will. And so the red cells are a necessity because if you really think about it, if everybody was a white cell, there would be no contribution necessarily to the consciousness of the planet. So it, it you know, it's like saying if your body's all white cells, okay, you're not going to live. You need you need things to 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 basically move vitamins and minerals around, oxygen, you know, repair damaged liver, kidney, skin. You need you need them to be doing what they need to do, okay? And the white cells know what their job is, and their job is to – they can recognize stuff. They seem like there's a, a higher level of awareness or intelligence because they'll recognize a virus where a red cell is like, do 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 It just kind of moves right past it. So, And it will signal for others if it assesses that it's, it's a force to be reckoned with, if you will, then it will gather other white cells. How does it communicate? What's it sending out? It's going through this, this neural system of your consciousness, which is all technically electricity. Okay, uh, mm -hmm. within a biochemical brain within the organism, but it's it's a real way. So 
in essence, when one says a soul, I don't believe that there is this, this heaven idea. Okay. I believe that people who chose or did not have a feeling of spirituality or desire or interest. Okay. Or were very dismissive of it their whole life, but kind of got into it, kind of didn't. Okay. They contribute their consciousness, if you will, like little raindrops into like smoke evaporating into the air. They move their consciousness and surrender it into the planet's consciousness. It becomes one with them, just like all the cells in your body. Whatever you learned from them, whatever they sacrifice, whether it be touching, I mean, every, I mean, a big majority of dust in a house is dead skin. Those are, those are the dead bodies of cells that were once living, contributing information to, to a nervous system, which communicated that information to you. Okay, so they're alive in your consciousness. You don't think about it that way. Okay, as as an individual cell per se that gave you that information, but really it's, you've moved on. So mm -hmm. the fifteen percent is what we're focusing on. So when you develop a spiritual body, okay, what I think of it as uh, is another body. Okay, so you have your organic body, you walk around, and you've got a living organism for this dimension. You cannot operate this dimension if you're energy because you can't integrate with stuff. It's it's you can't get those experiences without a body. Okay, that right. that ironically converts everything back into energy. Okay, it's like it's like a radio. We can't hear radio waves, but we need the radio itself, the box, its body, if you will, and all its components to convert this invisible information into a more uh, physical uh, uh, sound or into something that we can understand within the realms of our organic body. Okay, otherwise it's invisible. So as energy, this whole planet's not accessible. This whole this whole universe, we need an, is something designed that can convert like a radio what's invisible to us. So we have a body that converts everything to electricity, which is what we really are. Okay. Oh, okay. So in essence, um, that's why we we have a body. We incarnate into a body. Okay, because I believe we're serving the force, the the universe's body is all the planets, the stars, the solar systems, the galaxy. And I, I teach all this and we'll get into it later. And it, it's, it's you know, I, I like to think I'm logical to a degree. But the point is, is that we are like white cells to the body of God as white cells are the body uh, guardians to you and your physical organic body. So there's this, this, this repetitiveness that we see in physics and, and, and such, and that is why we are the way we are. So a red cell and a white cell, from a certain standpoint, looks very much the same, but not until you really look closely. So in essence, when you say to get back to your question, you ask for a hard life to come to, into to this world, okay? Right. This is probably correct, okay? And you... You know, we, we, you have to think about why we would do such a thing, okay? And I would say then to one, I would compare it to a video game. Why do you want to keep up in levels in a video game? You're being attacked, you're being brutalized, you're being challenged, you're whatever. Because you as a person thrive on new experiences, new conquests, new, new challenges, okay? Right. And so when one evolves spiritually and you're in an energy form, okay, you want to serve the universe, but there's also levels of, of challenging yourself, okay, in, in order to see what you can overcome, okay? So in a way, you know, if you serve the universe and you come in as a white cell, okay, 
you you kind of have a role okay and you you want to fulfill that role because time here 100 years is nothing to energy as an energy being it's nothing it only feels like something when you're organically in a in a body okay so we will challenge ourselves at times in in order to see whether we can overcome such a thing within ourselves it's like it's like self learning if you will self exploration okay Okay. And and so that's where I would approach it from. I see you as an old soul, okay, who's probably incarnated many times, okay? But challenging yourself to do this likely was because someone that you loved in a previous life, okay, may have suffered like this. Do you see what I'm saying? Or had this challenge without medication, without all this stuff, or maybe not as advanced, okay, but whatnot. But the point is, is that sometimes we put ourselves in the shoes of others and we have to look at them as lifetimes rather than in the moment okay in order to to resolve inside of ourselves how to to fix this or what does this mean how can i be more empathetic how can i relate okay it's data it's experiencing data okay and awareness in order to to more or less in a, in a sense be be able to help others in a way um and this is the initial drive, okay? So it's also whether you can control and manage your own consciousness in an organic body to to uh, deal, cope, uh, overcome challenges. Um, these are all learning programs, okay? Not to mention that in many cases, I don't think that everybody or all white cells ask such a request. I want a hard life, do you understand? Um, you get kind of like a deck of cards shuffled. You get what you get. And the human body at the end of the day is like a car, okay? It's a, a vehicle that you as a soul are driving inside of. You're the operator, but you don't really fully control everything. If that car has a problem, you bring it in and get fixed. If you can't afford to get it fixed, then you find ways to cope with it or, or kind of, you know, milk it along per se, all right? Right. And and so in sense, I think that a lot of times when we incarnate into the into human bodies, you get what you get, and you you've got to take that situation and figure out how you're going to make the best of it to serve the universe in the meantime, and to to make it operational. Have you heard this from other people? Like I've got this faint memory that I've that I've chosen this life. Well, I mean, I'm on record in, in audios and in, in books that, you know, I chose my life. I chose, you know, my parents. I chose, you know, coming into this life what I wanted. I didn't want someone that – because you got to kind of go back. So there's so many layers to, to teach someone. I often say – people say to me, well – you know, when you hear most spiritual teachings, it's it's like there's five food groups, okay? And I, I it's almost, you know, I don't want to say I laugh at it, but I want to laugh at it because it's so childish in a way. The The complexity of this knowledge is as complex as life. I would say to you, you know, does the ocean have 20 kinds of species in it? Does it have 100? Does it have 1,000? Does it have 100,000 variations? It's probably got millions, depending on how big or how small you want to go and mm -hmm. how, how far you can, how, how high can you count, okay? So in in essence, you know, this this applies to, to what you're asking. You know, there's not a simple answer. But it's an answer you can understand as you as your mind begins to expand through conversations like this and and working with this as an idea. So in in essence, um, you know, I did not want to have 
a, a so when you incarnate, okay, let me explain something to you. A lot of people wonder, well, how come I don't re remember my past lives, okay? Or how come I don't remember them in detail like I remember what I did a year ago? It's still vague, but I remember it well and I can draw upon that, okay? Right. Um, or the experiences or that I learned to play a piano, you know, 20 years ago and I'm still doing it. Why can't I go, go into past life and find that I could play the, the violin and bring it here? Now, yeah, there are right. teachers out there are teachers out there that will tell you, you know, oh, you can go back in your lives and learn all this stuff. I, you know, I don't buy into all that, okay? Look, if... If you have someone you truly love, okay, in this life, and that person tragically dies, how does that affect you psychologically for a year, 10 years, whatever, your lifetime? It's, it's, it affects you depending on how much you love that person. You mourn over them. There's a, a part of you that, that may not be able to disconnect for years from that feeling because you, you just are so distraught from it. Now, imagine three of the people you love dying all within the same week or month, okay? This would really mess you up psychologically, emotionally, depending on how much you cared for them, okay? And the fact that you look at the, the loneliness of your life of those people not being in it, okay? So each life, because we are organically incarnated, we not only find joy and love, but there's also suffering, and we learn from all these things. That's the, that's the point of it, is to, to serve the universe, but to understand what it is we're working in so we can serve it better, okay? So in essence, if you were to remember your past lives, you wouldn't be operational. You wouldn't be able to function right now. You'd be so mortified, so depressed, so destroyed psychologically, okay, that you you simply just would not be able to be who you are. So it's a necessity to suppress greatly life after life. The human body couldn't endure such emotional contrast compounded in it, okay? Right, I can say, yeah, right, compounded, it would just be too much. Yes, so in essence, okay, you you have to have the buried away, and this is why we don't really recall past lives very easily, okay? We can get bits and pieces on rare occasion, but it's very hard to verify or, or not. It's like it's there for necessity, it's a safety feature, okay? Yeah, I've looked at, well, I've looked into, that was you know, part of my journey, I've looked into that, I actually did a past life regression, and the, the person I did it with explained that some people will see it like a TV. They're sitting in front of the TV and they're watching everything. Some people come to bits and pieces. For me, I would get a glimpse of just very vivid, very, very vivid, and then gone. Like I said, it was just very difficult to pull from. Did I know if it was just my mind creating it? I don't know. There's no way to, you know, like I said, no way to verify it. Right. Well, I mean, there, you know, but so – so what I'm trying to do is to give you a working model so that you reapproach what you're experiencing and mm -hmm. are able to pull better information from it. So let me ask you a different question, okay? If you ask for a harder life and you've accepted that and that's that's the circumstances of why you are. I mean, I like to look at things logically, scientifically, psychologically, uh, whatever. And I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist or a doctor or any of these things, just so you know that. I mean, I'm a spiritual person. That's what I've spent my life doing, okay? But I, I certainly uh, have a, a good understanding of things. You know, the, the fact that you were diagnosed with a, a challenging uh, problem, okay, there's a part of your psyche that's trying to find resolve as to why you, in other words, why me, why is this happening, why, 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 okay, and in that process, the coping mechanism of your consciousness could be saying to you, okay, well, 
this is this is something so you can accept your situation better and that you ask for it okay and maybe this is in a way how you reapproached okay the challenge or the problem that you're dealing with because it's overwhelming okay as especially when you first come across it so we have to look at the reasonable before we look at that at just the spiritual okay so I believe that you asked to be to to have something to challenge you, but when you say challenge, most people would say that's so arrogant, so ego. Why would it? Why would a spiritual person be like, give me the, give me something to make me suffer so I can whatever? Okay, what I think is is in the card shuffle, you got what you got, and in a sense, I don't think that there was a specific as to well, give me this problem or give me that problem or this range of problems or this this grouping of situations. Why not why not lose your your whole family in a way? Why not, you know, you lose a leg or 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 why not you go blind, okay? It's a card shuffle. You get what you get. We don't we don't ask. We serve the universe. That's what we live for, okay? And in that process, it wants you to be wherever it needs you to be, okay, based on the knowledge and skill level you have, psychically, spiritually, whatever, so it can work with you, so you can do what you need to do, okay, for it. And in that card shuffle, I think you you ended up with this. You might have said, in a sense, spiritually, okay, to, to the universe, you know, give me whatever challenge, you know, is necessary. I'm not worried about the circumstances. I'm just here to serve you. And in the process... This is the deck you got shuffled. This is the card. Yeah, and I guess I, I viewed it as like, okay, <clears throat> supreme being, the universe, whatever, intentionally said you're going to have this disease, suffer these things, and because of it, going to meet this person, going to be in this relationship, going to get this job, going to be the kind of person you are, going to be a kind person, going to be, it grows you. You know what I mean? Where it all, like you said, it's a grouping. It all comes together of like, if you're given this, this, uh, ailment, uh, this is going to be the outcome. And that's going to grow your soul. And that's going to present you with certain issues that that you resolve and grow from. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just saying, like, like, the thought that something would say, go through this and all the terrible, terrible things I've had go through because of it, it's like something is watching me, something is, is it's just hard to grapple with that. It's like, okay, I've done kind of learning, and then I'm throwing something else that, like I said, <laughs> grappling with that, something intentionally made me suffer is, is, is hard to do. Well, I don't think it intentionally made you suffer. I, I would disagree from my position. I think that you are a white cell, old soul. You basically said, look, put me wherever you need me, and that's that, and everybody has disease on this planet. It's, this is a factor. It's a card shuffle. What you get, whether you're going to get cancer or not, three out of four people in their life will get cancer, okay? Uh, you're, most people have got various uh, uh, genetics in them that, that haven't kicked on. They could kick on tomorrow. They could kick on in a month. They could kick on 10 years, or they may never kick on at all, okay? People got mm -hmm. diabetes. People say, well, it's because they're too fat, and yet there's people who, who are born with it, okay, and they had nothing to do with what they're eating, okay, and they, they have to do with it. So, in other words, if you believe that, that you said, I want to suffer, does that mean that everybody else on the planet who, who is blind or, you know, has a disease or has a, a whatever, okay, did they all basically say, give me something so I can suffer to learn from it, or was this a card shuffle? 
it's like a, a child born in Africa and, and to, uh, into you know starvation. Harvey, yep. Beyonce. Yeah. There's no way. You know what I mean? So, so what I'm saying is, is I don't think anybody asked for the circumstances that they right. they have. I think it's right. a card shuffle, okay? And there are some of us who evolve spiritually, okay? Like I said, I chose my family, okay? But I chose my family because I needed to be where I needed to be. And, you know, some people believe I'm enlightened. Let's go with whatever you want, okay? But there's a level of evolved consciousness I've attained, okay? And it's not to say that that I specifically chose somebody. I narrowed it down to the best possibilities. You've got to have a pregnant person. they got to be ready to give birth. I don't believe that, and this is another thing I'll probably get slack for because it's going on, there, <laughs> on, on the podcast, but I don't necessarily believe that the, the soul is, is already developed within the womb. Okay, I believe that if the soul is going to incarnate into a body, it's when the, the baby is coming out and it's cresting, okay, and it's just moving outside of the, the birthing process, okay, and the, they're, they're probably maybe a foot out, okay, to two feet out. I believe at that moment, if a soul is going to incarnate, it moves into the body then. It's, it's like it was, it's like, uh, you know, so you could I say. Do but does that, in that same sense, you know, comes into the body, does it leave with, you know, these things about near death where, they, where they're where they on the table and getting operating on and technically they die and they lift their soul, you know, whatever, lifts out of the body and they sure. get down to the body and they watch the situation. It's yeah. that same soul entering and leaving. Well, look, you can, you can, like it says, if they're likely white cells, Okay, mm -hmm. then they have the ab the ability then to move outside of their body, and and see, you know, uh, you know, you got to keep in mind something. Okay, this is again, this is such a variety of knowledge to teach you in a short amount of time. Okay, look, when your energy, do you have eyeballs? Do you do no. you have do you have eye cones to capture light reflection? Do you have eardrums to hear sound with in the way you do? Do you have uh, a tongue to taste with? Do you have a nose to smell with? With with, you know, you're organically designed a certain way. If you were energy, you are not going to see the the room, okay, in the way that you do while you're using your organic body, okay. Right. You may not even see the room at all, okay. So having said that, okay, I believe that when a person has a, a near-death experience or, you know, because that breaks into branches of, of what, what, you know, what happened during that process because it fits into different categories. Mm -hmm. This particular case, if they're over their body, I don't believe they're brain dead. I believe they're, they're doing remote viewing psychically from their brain still, okay, and it's making them feel as if they left their body because they're looking at things from above down. Okay, if they're brain dead, then it's a whole different story. Okay, so their body might have stopped. Okay, but your brain didn't stop. Okay, and if the brain is dead, then you, ten to one you're not coming back. Okay, so what I'm saying is, is because their body failed, there was a a level of the brain moving into a psychic mode or a level of of moving out. You have to keep in mind also that when when a red cell dies who hasn't worked on a dimensional body, and let me get back to that. A dimensional body, okay, is a body designed for dimensional space, if you will, okay? It's, it's, it's like a soul, okay? 
But the body isn't your soul. It's energy in, that contains your information. Everything you know is like computer code. Everything you experience, your emotions, your beliefs, everything, okay, is data. If you don't have a container for it, it's like dust in the wind. You can just blow it out, okay? And this moves into the Gaia mind then, and it, it simulates that as, as itself, just like cells of your body do, okay, for you. So if you are a white cell and you self-reflected, you built yourself a dimensional body that's coexisting with your organic body. Inside that, that dimensional body that you've been working on and building, okay, is the energy which is your consciousness okay it's it's your your what make you could say it's your soul but it's 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 your consciousness if you will and the dimensional body is designed to move through dimensional space okay your organic body can't go there so if you don't develop that body you still have all that data in your brain it's it's energy and everything so when you die it it begins to to dissipate okay but if you are not brain dead, okay, in this particular case, all right, I think that the body is dissipating, okay, or gain, like a red cell would, but it's still being kind of uh, coagulated, if you will, because the, the, there's not brain death. So it's, it's kind of keeping it all kind of within a realm or proximity of the body still, okay, and it's feeding data to it. Okay, it's 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 so it's remote viewing, leaving the body in that case. In other cases, um, you can have something similar, but if there's a dimensional body, it's lifting, but it still would need the brain living, okay, to to correspond that information, or okay, mm -hmm. it would need to to basically, I mean, it could hold the information, but it wouldn't be the same. And so there are plenty of people who have near who have death experiences and come back. They don't remember nothing at all, and that's the the, the vast volume of people. Okay, so it's it's when you hear about near death experiences, it's again falls into that fifteen percent or you know uh, a range. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, and, and and what I've tried to do is is like you know you, you said fifteen percent of people is is kind of put the stories together. This person says this thing. This person says that thing. They don't know each other. They're not corroborating stories. You know what I mean? They had individual experiences. What are the consistent pieces across those stories? And and that's and you're trying to build my own understanding of what happens with the soul, with the consciousness, and just trying to piece it all together. But it's you know it's, it's complicated. There's a lot to it. And trying to pin down a definite answer, but I know it's 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 not. As well, simple. this is how I look at it. Okay. Uh, you know, there was a time where we believed in the gods, and that was the level of education of the people, the common people. Me and you would be common people, okay? And that education wasn't even third grade, okay? So the level of comprehension or sophistication of your your intellect, your mind to grasp these these questions, you're going to gravitate to things that you can more easily understand without having to really, you know, uh, strain your brain per se. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, when you ask me, you know, what, what is the common denominator? You I mean, you have people who have near death experience and say they went to hell. Other people said they seen angels. Some people say they seen their whole family come to greet them. Okay. This is still to me the brain. 
This is ideally what they they think is going on. In all those cases, they weren't brain dead. They were organically dead, but not 100% brain death, okay? So in a sense, if you dream, okay, then that's one thing, okay? You could believe your dream if you didn't know any better, okay? So, you know, this is, again, the level of, of, of understanding. So you want to to have situations that make more logic in that you, you have – just because somebody says – they were in the room and they seen it, okay? Doesn't mean that was a life after death experience, okay? It could have been them dreaming. It could have been them whatever. Does it happen? Absolutely it does. And it's a real thing, okay? But you have to start – look, when when I – I want to know one thing, the truth. I want to know what God is. I want to understand what my role is. I don't want no bullshit, okay? I don't want no fluffy stories. I don't want no colored chakras with chimes going. If that's reality, fine, I'm all for it, okay? But what I want in the end, whether I like it or not, whether God's a cruel person or a being or whatever or a giving, loving being or doesn't give a shit one way or the other, okay, I just want the truth, okay? Right. That's what I've always, that's what I've always thought. That's what I've always been so – kind of anti-religion of just like yeah come on like there's no way yes yeah like it's illogical a child but it was made for children's brains because it was made over almost three thousand years ago okay and then you've got the old testament which the, the common people that made sense the majority of people now have a much broader education. We got the internet. We get information all the time. So we, you know, this is why I say, you know, why am I teaching what I'm teaching? I love technology. I love science. I love philosophy, but I'm, I'm like hardcore logic, okay? At the end of the day, the, I teach what I teach because it's just like, you know, we, we religion's dying because people are asking intelligent questions because they're getting smarter. So they're focusing now on less developed countries because they're not so witty and it's about making money. Okay, so in the end, so does the New Age movement. As far as I'm concerned, the New Age movement is dying because nobody's buying into a lot of the crap that they're pitching between color chakras with chimes over them and putting crystals on, on you know, their forehead and, you know, tarot cards and astrology, whatever. You know, this is not for me. Okay, I want logical. And for me, when I've done psychic work, okay, um, is at the end of the day, I can't dismiss the fact that I was able to do those things. But I'm not going to buy into God came down with a magic wand and put it on my head and said, you're gifted, okay? There has to be a more logical, sensible reason to understand this. This is what got me to move into a logical perspective in science in a way, trying to understand what I was doing that that really they they basically don't have a way of, of, of capturing, okay? So – in, in essence, that's my approach. Did my uh, camera stop for you? Because it looks like it stopped on the bottom right for me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see your face, but I hear you clearly. And, uh, I, I think you can still see Okay, me. I'm guessing that um, the – was that from the very beginning like that? or? or... No, I, 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 a call came through, and I, I hit uh, end on the call that was coming through. Okay. Ignore, and then – but, I, but you didn't say anything, so I figured everything was still recording fine. Well, I've noticed down there I'm like in this this position with the hands out going, Ugh. but it's good. We're good. Don't mess with it. It's probably the bandwidth, and it lowered it to a level that wouldn't drop or something. I don't know. Okay. So in, in essence, uh, uh, you know, truth. So, yeah. you know, with life after death, it's there's certainly life after death, okay? But you have to start weeding out 
the the differences. Otherwise, you just jumble it up into oh, there's life after death, and you you go to heaven, or these things happen. Okay, and the truth is, if you really want to know the truth, you've got to start classifying them like the ocean in a way. There's there's sharks. There's how many varieties of sharks. There's there's how many varieties of tropical fish, how many varieties of crabs, how many varieties of coral, how many – but it's still a part of the ocean. You can't just say if there's life after death, you've got to look at it almost in a case-by-case -case level and break it down so that you're not going down a fool's road of belief. Just like – that's why most people who get into a psychic phenomena or spirituality are so dissatisfied with their own development because they, they don't really develop the skill that they wanted to or at least in a way that they thought they would. Okay, and this is why they keep looking. So, right, I think yeah. Well, I've, I'm always looking. I'm always. I never accept. <clears throat> this is it. This is the answer. You know, one thing or the other. I'm like, no. There's so much out there. <clears throat> I want to know the truth. I want to know the truth across a broad spectrum of. Absolutely. Of, you know, so what I I listen to stories. I listen to actual proof. As I've been into ghosts, I love hearing ghost stories. My friend's mother is the most serious you know, person you meet. She's not going to make this stuff up when she was younger. <clears throat> this is a story that totally moved me, totally moved me. And I said, yes, it's one step closer to the truth. She is lying in bed. Her friend had spent the night. Her friend had been through a lot of family drama, was really stressed out, just, you know, cried herself to sleep, really upset. My friend's mother had died a few years before. My friend is laying there in bed. She's woken up by her mother her mother is standing at the foot of her bed she is not dreaming she is she is awake <clears throat> her mother said tell who you know whatever her friend's name was tell her that uh you know it's going to be okay <clears throat> you know this that and the other she said it all makes sense when you're gone i, I missed a few things in between but uh, what, what, what i remember but she says it all makes sense when you're gone and disappears and i took that as <clears throat> When we die, it, our whole life, our whole why there's bad things, why there's good things, why there's cancer, why there's this, it all makes sense. It, you get the final answer, and we can't kind of process it in these in human form and that sort of thing. There's something bigger. And <clears throat> and I just wondered about that. What does she mean? What does she mean? It all, make, it, it all makes sense when we're gone. Okay. Why did she come and tell her that? Why did she... Why was that the only time she's visited her since she's passed away? You know, like, I just am so hungry for the answers. Well, let me let me kind of come at this differently. So, you know, one of the, the challenges I have to face all the time when I'm working or teaching people is that my thinking is very different. It's very – to the New Age movement, to spirituality, to psychic phenomena. I mean it's much broader, okay? And so I would say to you, do you believe in guardian angels or spirits that watch over you? I sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. When I hear certain things and say yes, you know, that was an angel. Or... All right, let me let me back up. If if you were to die today, would you want to spend the next eighty years watching some, over somebody? So you watch them go to the bathroom, you watch them go shopping, you watch them sleeping, you watch them making love, you watch them watching TV. I mean, is this really as an intelligent being what you want to dedicate your your life to or your existence? Right, right. No. So do they do they come down in periods right. of you know grief or do they come down in periods? Okay, of but 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 if they come down, they didn't incarnate. 
because if they incarnated, then there's a problem. Okay, so they didn't incarnate for three years. They're in a dimensional space, and so they came back. So they basically chose this moment in time to come back for that person through that crisis. Okay, and this person, did they see it? Did they just hear it? What did they do? She saw it. Okay, so she, she saw, saw it visually. So she says, oh, my God, this is my mom. Okay, did she see what dress she was wearing or what clothing, what jewelry, what hairstyle she had on? I mean, what did, what did she see? Because I'm curious. Right, see, I, so I don't remember. I mean, she told me this probably 2003. And so, but she, I'm sure she would remember, but it's, you know, she knew it was her mother. And like I said, I'm not, you know, the clothing. And I remember I like, talked about in the podcast, it, if what they come back in matters or, or why they were in this, or why they were in that or their age. And, but she said, you know, that was my mother standing at the foot of my bed. And I was just in complete shock. You know, she okay. wasn't, it wasn't a lucid dream. It well, I, I certainly believe in, in ghosts and entities. I've, I've, you know, I, I, I train people to have kind of, uh, uh these kind of encounters. Okay. Right. But you know, it, it's what I'm, what I guess what I'm trying to say if a ghost can't use eyes, it can't use ears, it can't smell, it can't taste, doesn't have an organic body, okay? Right. That's one level, okay? So if it comes back, it's manifesting itself to look like something that's appeasing, pleasing, okay, to that person, okay? Mm-hmm. So it had to choose what age it wanted to look at. Was it did the, the, the spirit look like what it looked like when when it when that person died? Did did they look like it was ten years younger? Did you know th- these things are questions you have to ask, and the reason why we ask these questions is that we want to classify it right before we just believe in something in a certain direction. Okay, I believe she experienced uh, an entity, or she projected something from her own consciousness in front of her in a in a moment of crisis. Okay. Right. That can I tell you a, uh, just a quick side note to that? Yeah. This <clears throat> my, my father just told me this last week. It, it um <clears throat> he was talking, he is not religious. He cuts the grass at a church. One of the church members he was talking to mm-hmm. just went through great crisis. Great crisis. His son was killed in a motorcycle. Yeah. He is sitting in church the next week. All of a sudden, projected in front of him is his son. Now, his son's favorite Bible verse was something about riding in on the sword for Jesus, whatever. Projected in front of him, like mm-hmm. a movie screen, mm-hmm. is his son. And this wondrous land of just these colors, these fat, you know, everything is just so fabulous. His son rides up on a horse. He is wearing a shield with a cross on it. And he's holding a sword. And the, her dad sees this, sitting in church, no one else sees this, projected by his mind, I'm guessing, of his son, you know, essentially living that Bible verse, and then it disappears. And I love hearing stories like that. It fascinates me, and it, like you just said, made me think of it. In that period of great grief, his, did his consciousness, did his brain, just so overwhelmed with grief, project that image to help comfort him or to, and all it was, was in his head 
and this is why I'm bringing up what I'm saying and why I said, you know, at one time people believed in, in the Greek gods, the Norse gods. They believed that when thunder was heard that it was the god Thor or Zeus throwing lightning bolts or whatever. Right. This is the education of the people. Okay, so when, when someone says, I've seen this or that, it's one thing to take that information, but you, you've got to nitpick it. But you have to have knowledge. You have to have training as to better classify it. Because it very well could have been an entity. It could have been a projection. It could have been different things. I think when people are, are grieving, their their mind moves into a psychic level. Okay? And mm -hmm. that psychic level can seek out that frequency. It can seek out whatever. Or it's going to move through time and space. Okay? And we don't understand that portion of how that's going on or, or if it's going on the same way like you don't look and say, you know, I want to force my eyes to stop this image and make it not moving. It does what it does and, and you, you don't really have a lot of control over certain things, but you really do. It's just how far in the brain you, you kick it into, okay? We know this from trauma and all these other different things that the, the brain can, can shut down or increase senses uh, dramatically. So when you know when she seems it's hard to say if she's grieving i sense there could have been a projection it could have been anything i do i do not believe okay that that entities necessarily appear okay i think they have their own lives they move on they incarnate they're 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 when you die let me you gotta here again you gotta understand this is a whole philosophy of thinking that i teach i mean there's there's volumes of of training and teachings that i have okay so in one conversation to to give you the nut and bolt answer i can't give you the new age answers because to me it's child's play i think that they're just simple answers for somebody to chew on with a certain level of intellect okay so at the end of the day, to to add to this, okay, when the, when you die, you either move your consciousness into the Gaia mind, okay, but this becomes a whole new level, okay, of experiencing entities because it's if you dream, can you tell me the difference of the people you meet? If you meet your dad or or a friend or whatever, it's freaking pretty real. Their personality, their tone of speech, whatever. And then your brain might go in a dark way or in a good way or whatever, okay? It it colors it, okay? But at the end of the day, everything in there is absolutely as real as real, okay? If you were to pick up a blade of grass, you could hear it rip. You could look at the fibers, the fur on it, everything in your dream. Okay, you could dive in the ocean and swim to the bottom and see organisms and and the vastness. How vast is the universe in your dream? It's endless, just like the real one. How how real is it in your dream versus in real life? It's as real. Okay, you can feel pain, you can suffer, you can do all these things. Okay, having said that, the Gaia mind is very much the same way. So. Our minds at time can move into the Akashic Records, which really is the, the mind of Gaia. It's just a different kind of organism, okay? So it doesn't really operate with you, but it holds all of those memories, all of those things. Just like you on a micro level hold all of your life memories, so it holds memories of, 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 of life's existence for thousands of years in there, okay? It doesn't mean it acts on it, but it, it's there's this level of data. It doesn't mean it's it's going to talk like a human because it doesn't have a mouth. It's not a human. So it's a kind of awareness the same way like you don't relate to the inner universe of your body and billions of, uh, of organisms just in your eye alone who, who can recognize their own species, mate, not mate, uh, uh, run from other species that are going to eat it and recognize it versus ones they're going to track down and eat or find for food. There's, there's trillions of living organisms in you all independently thinking and existing without any fucking input from you. Pardon the, the right. 
So we are, in a sense, the same thing. Okay, we are we are in this organism that's within an organism that's within an organism. Okay, so in in an essence, okay, some of the people who are experiencing things are moving into the Akashic mind, and it's so vivid, so real, just like a dream. Okay, so in in essence, that's one variable. Okay, of what's happening if they're red cells. Okay, and they're they're psychically moving into maybe the Akashic record, and they're seeking they're seeking that person that they are yearning. Okay, so in that case, that could have been why he's seen it, or B, it was a projection because he was listening to a Bible verse. He painted that picture with his mind, and it could be super real, even though you're conscious. It's like it's like a dream, but you're awake. But it's the same means. Okay, right. That makes sense. It's the same thing with her mother coming to visit. Okay. I think that that I'm not saying that her mother didn't come, okay? I don't know unless I talk to her and really break it down into a lot of detail, okay? Then that you know there's certain things you would say that would help me figure it out, okay? But having said that, you have to be able to classify case by case and 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 encompass it. If they are a white cell and they didn't move into the Gaia mind and that they they basically have a, another body that's containing them that's able to move through dimension and space, okay? Then my question would be is that, you know, you have to keep in mind when when you do pass in your white cell, and I already listened to this, it's probably a white cell. You're drawn to this. This is why we look for this kind of stuff. So in essence, you you when you leave your organic body, there's a moment of detachment. You know, it's like it's like mourning something. It's like it's like if your pet dies, man, I, I cried for the whole day when I lost my cat. All right. It, there's this 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 surrendering process, but it happens in what I call micro time. Okay, as soon as you start moving into your energy consciousness, you're you're not mentally slow. Let me explain. I was in a, a situation when I was younger where I got in a car accident. In the process of the car accident, my car hit these drunk drivers, totaled their car, but they blocked the whole highway, and it was hard to see what's going on. So I came down this this mountain about probably doing 60, and I had a little tiny, you know, uh, tin car. I was young and, and broke, and I tried to miss the first car that was in the middle of the road. I got around it, and then I didn't know that their car was sideways. It was nowhere to go. I ended up hitting it. My car flipped up and over, okay, and landed on the roof. And as I was going down, it was a kind of just finished raining. It was dark out. And, you know, these all contributed. I'll get into detail. My car slid for, I guess, 100 feet or, or more. Um, during that time, you got to remember, in visually, it happened very quick. Do you get what I'm saying? Probably a matter yeah. of maybe even a minute or two, okay? I mean, literally like 30 seconds maybe, okay? But when I was in the car, you know, when they say you, you see your whole life flash in front of you, okay? It's right. true, <laughs> okay? I thought about all these people that I cared about and loved, and I, I accepted the fact I'm probably going to die. It's going to hit the reels, smash further, go, you know, something's going to happen. I'm going to be dead. There's no way I can live this. The windshield uh, was, you know, the, the, it was just awful, okay? There's 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 water coming into the car from the from the, from the the pavement and dirt. It's, it's black. You can't see. I'm upside down. Uh, all of these things are going on. It's loud. It's just fierce, okay? And I'm thinking about the whole time about all these people I wish I could have said, you know, how much I cared about them and made things right in my life with them if there was things that were unsaid, yada, yada, yada. And I'm going through this thing and I finally get to this point. I'm like, well, frick, when is the car going to hit the, the, the rails? When is this going to end? Okay. And so my point is that in a moment of fear, 
your mind is moving faster electrically in your brain. And so you don't feel that. It's still processing like normal, but it's moving so quick, okay, that you go through all these things and you feel like you 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 have all these deep conversations with people and everything. It's because your 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 brain is like a computer. It's in hyperspeed. Back in the, the, the 90s, we used to have a button where it was turbo, and you could press it for your computer, and it would make the CPU kind of run faster, but you didn't want to do it all the time because it would overheat. So there's a, a normal level, and then it was a, a higher level that you could hit turbo on, okay? Now they, they you know, whatever. But the point is, is that your brain electrically has a set speed, okay? And that's what holds us in this reality, our perception, our understanding of things, okay? it's So the brain don't burn, per se, okay? When you're in a crisis, it moves faster, and so you process faster. And so things I, that would have taken me probably a long time to think about an organic level, okay, was moving faster in my brain because I was accepting death. I knew it was coming. I was panicking. There's probably adrenaline. But I processed a billion thoughts I felt like, okay? And then I was bored waiting for the damn car to crash, and that still took a while. It was crazy. So my point is when you die, there's no more organic brain. To slow you down there's no there's no rule for how fast that electricity can compute data or move thoughts okay so that's the first thing when you when you die and you really leave your body you not only reflect on on the moment of departing there's probably about 30 seconds there that you're you're thinking oh my god i'm, I'm dying this is it and that thought process from your organic body moves out or if you're unconscious you have a level of consciousness and you think you're in a dream. Now this starts branching off to what different ghosts are, why they repeat haunt, haunted places, why they some stay dressed, some look like just balls and orbs. I mean, there's a, a whole training that I can explain all this and, and give, okay? But when you go through a matter of probably five seconds in, in compounded time and your energy, it's like you, you grow after that probably a hundred years, fifty years, and per per two seconds of our time, so you you mature to such a level because you're 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 recalling all of your past lives. They're like pearls. Each life is is like a pearl in time, and it contains information and data. So like a lotus flower, it's just unfolding all of this information in your head. It's like it's finally free. It's not suppressed no more because you're not in an organic body. And you're not going to be flooded with extreme emotions that you would have biochemically from the body that it would create from adrenaline, from different stuff to, to amplify your emotions. So it's like you become like Spock to a level. You can feel and you understand, but your relationship to how you look at it begins to change because you mature. It's to say that, that a child that's maybe 10 years old would become very distraught over something that that happens where the adult would look at it and say well you know it's a toy we can get you a new one okay or it's a goldfish and and we'll we'll replace it or it's a hamster we'll replace it but to that child it's 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 a whole world okay it doesn't mean that you're you're not feeling anything it's just your perception has changed okay it's not that you would be loving not loving caring anymore to the hamster if it was alive it's just that your perspective has changed so when when you start to gain all your consciousnesses you detach from from the level of the idea of death that you live a life and this is who you are all these human things that we cling to start to look very differently very rapidly and so we are able to detach psychologically better while in human form everybody would be deeply grieving 
and your your consciousness now and your perception begins to change very dramatic. It's like reading a hundred books in in a matter of hours. Okay, so some people say, well, you know, then am I going to forget who who I am? The answer is no, you're not. Okay, when you read a book, does it does it change who you are? The answer is yes and no. It changes maybe how you see things, but it doesn't change the core of who you are. But it, it can it can slowly make you into a more loving person or or more caring or more sympathetic or it can turn you more angry if you will because you you see things now in a different light that that it gave you an insight on but the core of you is still always evolving it's still you okay so you compound all these memories you know with intensive seconds as you as you're leaving the organic body once you've detached fully from the organic body okay that's when everything you've ever lived starts to accumulate as, as an awakening. It's like a, a lotus flower un, you know, unfurling like the, in Hinduism. Okay, This is what it represents is, is to this level. So your relationship or your feeling to intervene on human life, as beautiful as it may be, no different than us believing that there's a heaven up in the sky at one time or that God has a big beard. It's just what level of, of education or intelligence do you approach this on that you can relate to it? We, we want a loving caring. We want angels to come down and protect us. We want to imagine all these. But the reality is, is that, you know, it's like a child looking at an adult or the hamster or something versus how your intellect looks at it. Okay. So your intellect on life is going to very quickly be very different because you understand probably in those tens of seconds, you know, as you, as first seconds, you're grieving your body and then you're beginning to understand you're looking at it very differently now. It's like you're awakening. So, you're 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 not as attached to human life in in that sense. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I do, I do. <laughs> that no, that, that explains a lot. But how? But how do you still like if you're in a form when you leave? You know, based upon your consciousness, that sort of thing. How are you still thinking? How is there still logic? How is there still? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? What, what's interpreting that? Without a human organic form. Well, it's it's there. There is a level of of intelligence, okay, that is formulating by organizing electricity. It's like saying that why do you, why do you, why does it? If you look at an, a model of an atom, okay, and you see the the core of it, you're going to have uh, the photons or whatever spinning around it or whatever. What keeps them spinning around it? It's it's magnetism. It's it's physics. But you start getting into quantum physics okay and that law of physics is very different than the, the law of physics that we have on a more macro level a larger level okay and this is why in science they're always like it doesn't make any sense why it all of a sudden changes okay mm. when you have conjured the reason why you need an energy body okay you need to to get electricity follow like a railway it's it's the same reason why you don't fall apart molecules are, are kind of holding hands, stitching everything together in a certain way that, that creates you organically or the chair or the, the car or anything. So it's still the same process. As you convert over to a finite energy and you leave this level of, of molecular structure, if you will, okay, you move into a different level of structure, a structure that contains energy in, in an organized way. So the intelligence that you have 
is no longer organically using with biochemicals to affect and create it or contribute to it, yada, yada, yada. Your memories are stored a certain way between biochemicals and electricity. So that's removed now. So there's an order to, to how that data is strung together. It's like computer code, zeros and ones, okay? It's creating an order of your memories, your identity, and everything, and it has its own intelligence, its own brain, but it's not an organic-looking brain. It's, it's a centralized level. So it's hard for us to imagine this from a three-dimensional kind of perspective, you know, in our in our organic way. It's like you got to wrap your head around it, okay? But it's it has like layers. It's like kind of like um, if you if a, a god stopper or whatever these big kind of things can't you know kids mm-hmm. there if you were to look if you break it it's got layers and layers and layers and layers so you get to the core okay it's it's kind of like that it's like there's these layers of complexities and organizations with other layers and that's the body much like you have your brain up top your eyes your nose goes lower your mouth goes lower your neck is extended you have uh, glands in your neck and then there's this whole Thing that allows you to operate and move around carrying around your head and, and you know your brain inside your skull okay which is really collecting all the data so it's like a range rover you know it's this this machine okay and mm-hmm. really it's it's all the equipment to keep your brain operating in this terrain this martian world if you will to survive okay it needs the pumping of oxygen down below it needs it to filter liquids it needs it to just so it can continue collecting data okay so when you leave, there's an organizational level that takes on a different life form. It's 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 energy, and it's transforming again. Okay, and that transformation, just like from from a pea, you developed into this this you know six foot person, let's say. Okay, but you started off building a body that became more complex from within the womb. Okay, and from its inception. Okay, so mm-hmm. there's another inception level that's happening inside of you as you reflect and meditate and and learn this knowledge. It helps organize it so that you can begin to build a structure to leave it. So, the intelligence of processing is condensing how the the uh, data is built and strung from memories, ideas, thoughts. Uh, very similar to, in a way, that how it's in your brain, and it contains it. It, it. it forces that information to stay a certain way, and it processes it much in the way that your brain or your consciousness would just, just faster and in a different way. Hmm. So what, what I, I do have to go in about five minutes. Sure. What I'm, all, what I'm putting together is how, why, was this all set up? It goes along with why is there something instead of nothing? Sure. Is it designed? Do you believe the body was designed? Do you believe this was laid out that everything you know and everything about the consciousness and everything that there was a level on top of that who put it all together that when you die and it's all balanced electricity and we hold it in this form and and the, the bigger, bigger, bigger picture just maybe we can't wrap our mind around with this brain like the, you know the, no we can't i i teach all of it i mean look i i mean to me this is all what i teach this is what i've spent my life building and compiling for knowledge for people okay and and you know this is what i do at higher balance this is why we got all the books why we got you know these are all things i've i've taught uh you know in a, in a nutshell Okay, I I think we live in a holographic universe. In my mind, there's no doubt about it. Science is definitely uh, going in that direction. They're already saying already that that they're believing this, and they, it's hard to wrap your mind around. Uh, yada yada yada. 
And at the end of the day, you know, is there a creator? I would say to you, if if you are an aware intelligence and you are made of billions of living organisms, point to yourself where you are. Who? Which point to you? Can you do that right now? Yeah. That's right. Okay. Because none of it's really you. It's all living cells and organisms, all independent, collectively working together, which we call Alasoni. All is one. Okay. So on that level, your consciousness, even your brain, is living cells that aren't necessarily you, but they're 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 working with you. They're they're coexisting. Okay. Right. So so you're not necessarily aware of what's going on, but some deeper part of your brain is. It's just like the car has a computer chip in it. Okay. Even though you're operating it, you're making the big decisions. It's making all the small decisions. Okay. So that's what you're 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 doing, okay? So the planet is is like us. We are the microscopic life, birds, plants, tr you know, living anything, okay? It's 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 contributing to it as an organism, and then there's this this level of 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 energy consciousness. So so is the solar system another organism, and within it are are this is the same level. It, 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 look, if you look at a galaxy spiral, you look at a hurricane spiral. You look at a seashell spiral. You look at water cycling down a, a sink. Okay, there is computer programming in reality, and you're going to find that there are similarities across the board, and only so many variations of it. Is this how big or how small? It's like taking one of these stretch balls and making it big from science, and it's, and then bringing it down, and it becomes a smaller ball. Okay, so the consciousness of the body of the universe is the expanding universe. At the end of the expanding universe is pitch black. There's nothing. If you have a big bang, it's like a big balloon swelling in the air. Just that it's night. It's dark. Everything inside of it are stars, which is its neurosystem. Okay, and you now and which is sending radiation, sending data. Okay, to the planets. You got planets, and we already know that that everything's kind of alive, even if it's a stone. Okay, everything is a process of change. Everything's in a process of movement. Okay. There is this drive for life that keeps fighting to exist. It's like the pavement that goes over the dirt, and if we don't maintain it, the plants start cracking through it. There is something in all of us that say we have to live and not give up our life. Okay, there's a program that says you you have a purpose. So it is conscious. It's just not like a human. Okay, we want to look at everything in a human way, but it's it's simply not. And it has a soul, much like you have a soul for all your cells. We know as a fact through study that if you get depressed, your immune system drops. That means all the microorganisms in your life are are somehow affected. Okay, if you are positive and happy, your immune system rises. You are the force. Your consciousness, your soul, your energy is like Luke Skywalker and the force to all these micro micro universe. So. In essence, there is its presence and its energy that affects us. The difference is we can choose to turn to it or we can choose to, to not turn to it and turn to a more destructive energy. So in essence, um, is there a God? Absolutely, yes. Here comes the question of what created that. All right. Well, if you read my book, uh, the Handbook of the Navigator, not to give a, a, a plug, you know, I give all these answers. This goes down to the universe being absolute nothingness. Okay, no stones, no rocks, no nothing, no complex electricities, nothing. But there is one thing. There's a static charge of, of energy. Okay, and uh, you know, I go into all of this, and I go into it later on through other lectures. I do much more scientifically. Okay. 
and I use various experiences done and data from very acknowledged and I, you know, put it in a different perspective, but you know, it's hard to imagine, but imagine it like static on a TV. Okay. Just that it's even finer than that. It's so fine. It's like smaller than molecules. Okay. And I always say it looks like, uh, uh, you know, jokingly, I said, if I had to explain what it looks like, it looks like uh, chocolate chips and, and, and mint ice cream, okay? But then somebody said to me, you know, for five years or ten years, I thought you're making it look like a little baby Hershey kiss. And then I just realized it's the flat pieces that, that you're talking about that are kind of broken. And it's like these little chips from a, a – a, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, they look like little tiny flat chips, Okay, and they, they look like they're to me like a, a red color, okay, and it's static, billions of them, okay, and that was all that existed, okay, and they came from a, a vacuum, okay, which is there's nothing in it, so it creates a stress, and that result of that stress is the first creation is this static energy, okay, and so that static energy, there is no time, so a hundred trillion billion years may as well just be a second or that long it don't matter but they're kind of vibrating okay and there's this this level of keeping a distance like you have with molecules and protons and stuff like this that it's electricity it's like static electricity is a push and there's a, a such at some point i believe two of these attach to one another okay mm. making a t okay and this T started to move in a different direction because their two energies started to to either work against each other, but there was nowhere else to go, or vice versa. Either way, it created that's the first inception. It's like in in, in a woman's stomach when you know the the egg gets uh, the sperm. There's there's this reaction, and it, it starts to unfold because everything in the universe is numbers. Okay, everything in reality is numbers. Okay, so this pattern, which I call three. Okay, which I call a, a true number to the universe. It's like computer code. Three, seven, nine to me are the, the three correct numbers, and that's for something in the future, okay? People constantly are trying to reinterpretate it, okay? Spiritually, we just know in the back of our head there's some meaning to it. Every white cell I meet is drawn to those numbers, okay? It's like it's burning our, our heads for some reason, okay? They're numbers that we're attracted to. So three is the first one that happened. Okay, you could say there's one electron, another electron, if we call them electrons, together, and it, cur it created a result, which was the third. The third was a new reaction in nothingness. Okay, it was the first inception. This is like a snowball being rolled down a big hill. Okay, it started to attract or attach these other kind of vibrating, shimmering kind of energy. Okay, this vacuum type from the universe. Okay. And this is the first complex. So it started to move in a way that was different than the rest. And if there was a sound, it would kind of be like the da 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 bump, da 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 bump. It it's it's starting to move instead of okay. It's it's creating now and it's attaching because there's no time. It could be a billion years that it was evolving. Electricity just doesn't stop. Okay. It it became more of a complex of, of hundreds and then thousands and then millions and trillions and quadrillions all attached and creating different patterns until eventually, like math, it's trying to organize itself. Everything's fighting for organization. That's numbers. That's the universe. That's electricity. Okay? And in that process, somewhere along the line, it created the first life, the first level of existence of something other than static. Okay, mm -hmm. so 
this now gets into the whole idea that we have to now try to interpretate this in human terminology just like we had to as, as simplified the gods or before that you know you know animals and creatures having spiritual powers because we didn't we try to we have to put something we can relate to to it as we get more intelligent we can get more complex in our approach so what i'm saying to you is is that this is god being created within the womb of nothingness the the universe the beyond the universe mm. Okay, so at some point, as it's becoming more organized, there's a level of what we would call self-reflection. It's it's aware of itself. It's it's able now to attain a level or not of self-consciousness, self-awareness. It doesn't mean that it's like a human. It could be like an animal. It could be like a simplified level. Okay, but an animal dreams. Most creatures dream. Okay, right. so. So it doesn't matter what their intelligence is. They, they, something is driving them to, to create formulations. This is evolution. This is an organization of numbers that's constantly compounding and compressing to become more complex throughout the universe. So as it became more complex, it began to dream. We are that dream. We are that thing, that, that reality. That's the holographic universe, if you will. Okay. Huh. Think about it. If if you are in your dream and you meet your your mother and you're talking, I mean, you could you can probably smell her hair. You can probably touch her skin. You can talk. She can laugh. It's like her. There's no question in your mind. And you can look at a house that was from some time in your life and touch the wood and the paint, and you could smell it. You who the extent of what you can dream is no is is actually more extensive than what you can do in real reality for detail, for texture, for everything. Okay. But yeah, right. I say to you, are you talking to your mother, which you're absolutely convinced of, or is that just a dynamic of your own consciousness that created her? Mm, you wouldn't know unless you had the outside reference to, to go against, or sorry, or to wake up from it. Yeah, but you know, this goes in the saying, it's a dream within a dream within a dream. Right. When you're and in the dream, you, you don't realize you're in the dream. You know, unless you've trained yourself, which I do, but at the end of the day, you you create all these personas and people and, and structures and everything that you, you have, okay, as flipping real. Okay, as far as you're concerned, you can feel the heat of the sun on you. You can I mean oh, yeah. you, you know, yeah. you only remember when you come out of a dream probably less than three percent of what occurred. Okay, and then that fades very rapidly for another reason, but we'll get into that another time. So in in essence I believe reality is God that created it, and we're variations of, of complex numerical patterns that are, are choosing to become more complex, okay? That, right. that That is the will of the universe. Not only that, but like anything that's intelligent, to some degree, it needs to be amused. It needs to also learn. There's a, a drive to, to stimulate, react, have a relationship, uh, uh, whatever you want. Okay, but in, if you know that's in human perspective, but at the end of the day, the core of it's going to remain the same. Is that everything throughout the universe, not just what's happening on our planet? Okay, are are all experiential? It's 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 it learning. This is it's it's like a hierarchy for computer systems for databases. What what we learn. 85% and these are, are, are you know flexible numbers but 85% versus the 15 contribute to the consciousness of the planet when the planet 
basically ceases to exist anymore, like us dying, it, it, it returns back to the universe, if you will. This is the data that's being surrendered to, to the galaxy, the galaxy to the universe. It's just we can't perceive that level of time because we're so microscopic compared to the universe. Yeah, right. But the truth is it's just a blink of the eye. It's no different than the cells of your body dying to contribute their existence to serving you. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, it is. So we'll call it a wrap, okay? okay. I, appreciate, I really appreciate you talking to me about it. Well, there's there's lots more. That's not even 1%. Man, yeah, that's, a lot, no, that's a lot to think about. What what book would you recommend of yours I start with? Handbook of the Navigator. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's going to answer all of the fundamental questions to the creation of the universe, uh, to your purpose, your existence. Why, why, why? And it was the, the one thing I wanted to try to answer as simple as I could in the most basic level of communicating it, how we're all interconnected, you know, just making sense of the, the fundamental uh, elements of what you need to begin this approach. Because once you read that, and you'll go through it probably very easily, most white cells just eat it up in a matter of an hour or two, they, fit, they read the whole thing, okay? Uh, it's going to answer all of the fundamental questions you have, but it only opens up even bigger, broader, more but i can we can give all those answers we can give training i can show you how to dial in and see things i can show you how to move your consciousness in crazy ways i'm so fascinated it's nice having that as a resource to now to, i know the yeah. next step in my path of kind of understanding well it's gonna it's gonna bring this better together for you and i think it's a very easy read book i try to write books on an eighth grade level <laughs> so that so that anybody who reads it if they're foreigners if they're whatever white cells are across the board every shape color everything okay but i wanted to get the the core knowledge across in a very simple way and any level of intelligence can then look at it and it just expands in your mind because you then can connect it to all these other thoughts and it's like you you think oh my god i always know this no i i organized it in a way you knew it but i helped you put it together yeah that Right, so that's where I need to start, and and like you said, put it together to for myself and, and remember, and then kind of just like I have so many scattered thoughts about all of this stuff, and then now trying to focus them down is it's it's going to bring me a lot closer than I've been for even the past ten years of trying to struggle with it. Well, I and thank you for that, but. You know, it's, you know, I'm always in a position where, you know, I have people who judge me and they're like, oh, he's too egotistic. He's, he's this or that. And, you know, my answer to that, I really don't care what they think. It really comes down to if you, if you read what I have to say, you can't deny the knowledge. Show me something that, that trumps it. There's nothing. Okay. And people will say it does. I always say, okay, let's, let's hear it out. Let's break it down. They've got nothing. Okay. It's just them wanting to say they have something. So at the end of the day. I would jump on something better if it's there. This is the best teachings on the planet as far as I'm concerned. Call me here, get call you. I'm a practical, logical person. If there's something better, I don't have ego. I will will look at it. If you want to know what I've studied, go ahead, try me on. I've read the Kabbalah. I've read the, you know, uh, uh, Mahabharata. I've done, I mean, I've looked at everything to, to a significant degree, okay? And there's a lot of truths in all those things. But what it comes down to is let's cut all the rubbish out. Let's cut all the BS out. Let's get to the core. I just want the truth, okay? And right, they're all kind of saying the same thing in a different fashion, but it's, it's 
but it's not 100% true. No, people are too smart. They need somebody to to bring the logic. It's a new generation of, of, of spiritual people. And you want logic. You want sensible answers. You want stuff that you personally can experience. They don't want to hear about all the miracles I've done, and I've done my share in front of people. But if I can show you how to do what I did, that's... That is the, the breakthrough because that experience is, isn't about power. It's not about wow or what I call bling, okay? It's the revelation that the person has because that one moment that you achieve it, you just read a thousand books because it's going to revolutionize your thinking, your your understanding of things. It, it It's like a million thoughts all occurring in your, your mind. That's it's, it's just mentally explosively incredible. Um. But you got to start somewhere. And, you know, it starts off by reading the Handbook of the Navigator. Then you're going to yell at me and say, well, I'm so sucked in. But it doesn't go in there to say how to how to use your meditation technique because it's very unique. We use the neural system of the body to to stimulate the electricity to run a certain way, like holding antennas to a TV. It arcs it and it comes in. So if you don't know how to do it correctly, this is why you don't, you, you know, I teach people who've done 20 years, all sorts of masters of everything and I show them, I tweak out their, their stuff for about 10 minutes and they come back like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's incredible. I never had any experiences. Da, 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 da. This has like changed my whole life. You know, I can't say I'm the only one who's got it right, but I can certainly say that I got it right. Okay. And the proof is in the pudding. Okay. It's one thing to teach you stuff and rock your world, which I will do. Okay. And it's another then to show you how to do things that rock your world because I believe it's part of an education. When people say I'm arrogant, I say whatever, I'm confident. There's a difference. Mm. So it is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. As it comes down to it, it's, it's a large process. Yeah, so we'll, we'll call it a wrap for today. You reach out to me when you want to talk again. If we can make it happen, we'll make it happen. Sure. Um, you know, as long as we're able to share this material and, and whatnot, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to do it. And the, the more, the better, uh, you know, so don't worry about me keeping pace with you. It's going to be, if you can keep pace with me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, again, I appreciate you talking to me. All right. You take care. I right, too. All right. Thanks. Yep. Bye. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts.
Follow us on Instagram at Higher Balance Institute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review so you can help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you'd like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. I was young, I recall sitting in the back seat of the family car as we drove somewheres, probably just to get away. I remember seeing the rivets of the back seat, the leather contour, the fabric and texture of the floor mat. I was small. I remember looking upward through the window seeing the reflection of the glass of myself, a metal lining along the glass trim. I could only see the trees and the sky moving by. I thought I could touch it, so I did, reaching my hand out the window to touch it. I felt it. I felt the air pushing and moving beneath my hand and the warmth of the sun upon its back. I think it was at that moment I began to awaken, knowing that sometimes when you want to find something, you don't always find it in the way that you think you're going to. You see, my hand, it moved against the wind, pushing weaving, feeling it, touching it, and the sun warming, soothing, healing, and somewhere in between, I flew. Higher balance, we think outside of the box, a new kind of spirituality, a new kind of meditation, a revolution in consciousness. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio.